Last year during the NBA Finals, I distinctly remember several members of the Golden State Warriors expressing their fake outrage over fan behavior in Boston. I distinctly remember Clay Thompson, sitting at the podium during the post-game press conference, lecturing fans in Boston about their behavior. There are kids in the stands. There are kids watching us on TV. Come on, Boston, do better. For decades, the NBA has promoted itself as a family-friendly event, family-friendly environment. And it's not just the NBA. All sports leagues classify themselves as family-friendly. They encourage you to bring your kids. Some youth leagues, they will organize trips where the entire team goes to see their favorite NBA players. The NFL, they air certain games on Nickelodeon. Who is their target audience? Kids. Remember NBA Inside Stuff hosted by Ahmad Rashad on NBC back in the late 90s? The entire show was aimed at children, getting kids invested in the NBA. Now, as a parent, you should feel pretty safe taking your kid to an NBA game, right? I mean, in terms of exposure, your child being exposed to things that you think they're too young to see, your biggest concern should be the guy in the next row who can't handle his booze. You don't step inside an NBA arena worried about the league itself exposing your child to elements of life that you feel like they're too young to see. That's how it should be. Unfortunately, that fantasy is not reality. Wednesday night, the Milwaukee Bucks held their annual Pride Night celebration. Yesterday, I highlighted numerous problems throughout the NBA. I didn't touch on anything social or political. These were issues that were turning away the casual fan from watching the regular season. Now, everything we highlighted yesterday, those issues take time to correct. These Pride Night celebrations are something that can be fixed immediately. For starters, I thought Pride Month was held in June. Did I miss the memo? When did we start celebrating Pride? In January. The NHL celebrating the Pride. The NBA celebrating the Pride. Before you know it, your entire calendar is going to be painted in every color of the rainbow. Now, to be fair, the Milwaukee Bucks, they announced their Festival of Bongos months in advance, so parents had plenty of notice here. If you didn't want your child exposed to rainbows and drag shows, you could simply choose not to attend this particular game. But that consideration alone, that decision that you have to make, it's the complete opposite of the NBA's message of inclusion. We want to include everyone in our great game. Sons who were formerly daughters. Daughters who were formerly sons. Come join us Wednesday night in Milwaukee and we'll show off our buns. If the NBA were really about inclusion, how come they're hosting events that are not inclusive to children. Now, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but at 38 years old, I don't have a problem with drag shows, but that doesn't mean I think it's appropriate for an eight-year-old. I wouldn't take an eight-year-old to a bikini contest, wouldn't take them to a nude beach, so why would I take them to a drag show? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm in the minority here. Before the game Wednesday night, several members of the Milwaukee Bucks read what I believe to be scripted messages given to them by the NBA. Pat Connaughton said, Sports unites everyone. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your politics. The NBA brings us all together. Oh, really? 
Well, this is great news. I'm happy to hear this. Because I've been under the impression there was only one side of politics accepted in the NBA. I've been under that impression for three or four years now because that's what the NBA keeps telling me. Joe Ingalls added, We need to make sporting events more accessible to the LGBT community. We need to be more welcoming. Uh, how much more welcoming can you be? You are hosting pride parades in the middle of fucking halftime. And I don't know what the hell he's talking about with making games more accessible to the LGBT community. I purchase NBA tickets multiple times every year. When going through the process, I have never seen any conditions saying identifiers are not allowed. Is Joe Ingalls insinuating that members of the LGBT community don't have the money to attend NBA games? Does he want to lower ticket prices? If so, I'm all for it. During the first half, the Bucks, they showed numerous video messages showcasing the Pride Pride throughout the city of Milwaukee. Now, some of these messages, they were produced by the Student Alliance for Equality. They go by the acronym SAFE. Ooh, SAFE. I love SAFE. Safe space. Safe sex. Safe content. Safe guidelines. Everyone wants to feel safe. Yeah. SAFE does not exist. Why don't you focus on making the streets of woke cities across America safe? Go out to San Francisco, travel to Chicago. Let me know where the safe space is in those cities. There was one particular video the Bucks showcased that I thought was kind of interesting. Watch it for yourself. For me, as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, it brings a sense of pride. Earlier in September, uh, the Milwaukee Police Department released a safe place initiative, basically letting the LGBTQ community uh, know that we are partnering with businesses and organizations so they have places they can go to specifically to report crime and feel safe. All kidding aside, I did think it was good that they showcased two police officers here. Normally, anytime we see woke shit fucks talking about the police, it's always negative. Always negative. At least they were attempting to make police in Milwaukee more relatable. But this message is in direct contrast to the NBA's other messaging when it comes to police. This is the same league that wants to defund the police. But when it comes to the pride, the police are your friends. Look, see, we're gay too. In the video, one of the cops said, we launched a safe space initiative to give businesses a safe space to go to report crime. Um, where is the safe space? I thought you reported crime at the police station. Is the police station in Milwaukee no longer a safe space? Are we now reporting crime at the library? Perhaps I should call my therapist when I'm the victim of a crime, since, you know... The shit fucks, they think it's more ideal to send social workers to crime scenes instead of detectives. Tell me, how did you feel when your wallet was stolen? Express your feelings to me. The Bucks, they aired these messages of pride during every intermission. Mike Budenholzer calls a timeout, express the pride. Officials review another one of their shitty calls, express the pride. Bally Sports goes into a TV timeout, express the pride. It was in your face the entire game. Halftime comes around. Time to take a break. 
but not when it comes to the expression of pride. No, no, no. Pride is 24-7. There is no intermission when it comes to expressing your pride. During halftime, the Bucks, they hired the top dancers from the Disney Shag and Dragon to put on an inspiring performance. Watch it for yourself. Now, to be completely fair here, this show was this show was tame compared to what we've seen in the past from other drag shows at sporting events. If I were sitting in that arena Wednesday night and this wasn't announced as a drag show, I would have thought I was watching some type of weird cartoon characters come to life. There were no dudes in thongs or chicks with dongs. I wouldn't go as far as calling it family-friendly, but it was pretty tame compared to what we've seen in the past. I don't think most people have an issue with recognizing the pride. It would be one thing if the Bucks announced that it was Pride Night, gave fans some rainbow trinket or whatever the fuck, showed a video message or two during intermission, and they were done with it. That was it. NBA teams, they have events all the time. This past week, the Pelicans have HBCU night. They hosted the kids from Grambling, allowed them in the tunnel before the game to watch the players walk to the court, took a minute or so during the game to honor the kids at Grambling. Other teams, they'll have similar events throughout the season. They'll announce it, take a second during the game to honor whatever or whoever they're honoring. Then it's back to basketball. My thing is, why is it so different when it comes to the pride? Why do they make it seem like they're just shoving it in our face? This celebration in Milwaukee Wednesday night lasted the entire game. Since the NBA is all about inclusion, how come they don't celebrate other lifestyles? How come the NBA doesn't host hetero pride night or Jewish pride night, family pride night? Why do they seem so intent on this specific type of pride? What is the cause here? What are they fighting for? I mean, the battle's already been won, right? Gay marriage is legal. They can adopt children. To my knowledge, there are no longer obstacles for health insurance. So what is the cause? I don't know if you've noticed. Most of these pride celebrations, these drag shows, they don't seem to be aimed towards adults. You saw that clip I just showed you. What did that look like? Like I said, if I didn't know it was a drag show, I would have thought it was cartoon characters coming to life. These pride celebrations, they seem to be aimed towards children. Why? Why is it so important to them to spread their message to kids? Go look at the statistics since woke propaganda has been taught in schools. Kids are more confused than ever. Ten-year-olds can't figure out the gender of the classmate sitting next to them. Anyway... One more thing before I get out of here and hit the golf course. This week, I have started reading the memoir of Stephen A. Smith. Now, we often discuss Stephen A. here on the channel. When talking about issues in the black community, I often point to the absence of fathers in the home. 
Now, I've only made it through about six chapters of the book, not because it's uninteresting or unentertaining. If I could find three or four hours, I could read this entire book at once. Just don't have the time. Now, I'm only a quarter of the way through the book, but I've already learned something interesting. Most of the beginning focuses on Stephen A. Smith and the relationship with his father, or lack of relationship. Stephen A. did not have a good dad. Never helped with the bills. He constantly hurt his mother and the children emotionally. Never physically, just emotionally. He was out of the house Thursday to Sunday because he had another family on the side. Now, that family he had on the side received all of his money, all of his attention, while Stephen A. Smith and his siblings were starving to death. His mother was working three, sometimes four jobs just to keep the lights on. When Stephen A. was a young teenager, he overheard his father tell his mom that he just wasn't all that smart. He wouldn't amount to shit. That one comment, that one comment drove Stephen A. Smith his entire life to prove his father wrong. What I thought was so interesting about this, Stephen A. Smith had a terrible relationship with his father. I don't want to say that he hated him, but the disdain was definitely strong. But even as shitty as his father was, Stephen A. Smith would not be where he's at today without that bad relationship with his father. His love of sports came from his dad. His drive, his ambition, indirectly, came from his dad because he wanted to prove his father wrong. Had his father been absent from his life, I don't know, I don't think Stephen A. Smith would be as successful as he is today. At one point while reading, I was thinking, he would have been better off without his father. But then it hit me. He wouldn't be where he is without his father. So even a shitty dad, even a dad that doesn't pay bills, doesn't help out around the house, makes your life a living hell, that dad is better than having no dad. I might do a book review eventually. I don't know. That's, that's just not really my thing. I rarely endorse anything here on the channel, and I haven't finished the book yet, but Stephen A. Smith did an excellent job, at least so far with his memoir. I mean, it's it's really, really interesting, but give me your thoughts. The Bucks hold another Pride Night celebration. Would you be okay with teams holding these events if it didn't seem like it was so in your face, or would you just rather not see it at all? Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.